Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. As you need Bloomberg Markets, Corey Johnson and Carol Mass are here in San Diego at the Pershing Insight 2017 Conference. Uh, we've got 2,200 money managers in front of us all trying to figure out how their business can operate more smoothly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk to uh, the chief relationship officer from BNY Mellon uh, Pershing in just a little bit about sort of strategies uh, that those money managers might actually uh, employ to better serve their clients. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a moment. Let's get uh, back to your top business stories, though. On this Thursday, here is, once again, Catherine Cowdery. Thank you, Carol. A down day on Wall Street as investors resume selling the major technology shares that have contributed the most to equity records this year. On the economic front, data showed factory output unexpectedly fell in May. Home builder sentiment edged lower, and first-time jobless claims fell by 8,000 to 237,000. PIMCO's Richard Clarita says the housing market is vital to the economy. Housing is important for several reasons. There's the direct effect, and it's also obviously correlated with production of appliances and, and other parts of the economy. So it's a very important uh, indicator, and obviously uh, this was a number that, that was soft. And again, another example of hard data coming in below the soft data. Here's a data check. Dow Industrial Average fell 15 points, less than a tenth of a percent, to close out the session at 21,359. S&P 500 down five points, a quarter percent to 2,432. The Nasdaq lost 29 points, half a percent, and closed at 61.65. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 27 cents a barrel. That's a loss of six-tenths of a percent at 44.46. Spot gold down $19.60 a ounce at 12.56.30. Ten-year Treasury down 10.30 seconds with a yield of two. 2.1620. Among today's top business stories, Kroger shares took a pounding, falling nearly 19%. The nation's biggest grocer reported a drop in same-store sales for the latest quarter. Kroger also cut its earnings forecast, saying a price war continues to hurt the industry. And Nike is taking action to ward off competition from Adidas and Under Armour. The athletic brand is cutting about 2% of its workforce. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Over to you, Carolyn Corey. All right, Catherine Cowdery, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, Carol Masser, Corey Johnson. We are live at Pershing Insight 2017 conference at the Manchester Hyatt in San Diego. Uh, 19 years of this event, and uh, we've been meeting with some of the financial professionals uh, from all over the globe. So interesting to get their perspective and uh, hear about some things that are going on. Uh, environment, you know, people say it's tricky. It's hard to figure out what's coming out of Washington, Corey, at this point in terms of policy and regulations. Um, but most of the folks that we've been seeing saying that uh, it's a pretty busy world out there. Uh, Indeed. All right. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. All right, we want to bring in our next guest, because opening this summer at the famed San Diego Zoo, just around the corner from where we are, uh, the Africa Rocks Exhibit, uh, a $68 million project. Uh, it's a big transformation for the zoo. Let's bring in uh, Rick Schwartz. He's ambassador at the San Diego Zoo Global on site with us. Welcome Hi. to Bloomberg Radio. Thanks for having me. Tell- Welcome to San Diego. Thank you, thank you. I have not been to your famed zoo. Now, since, since it's Fredo, we can pretend that he brought some animals, though. I know. Yes. yes so girl. what do you call it- this big tiger here? <laughs> this is an unusual thing. Shouldn't this be on a leash? Yeah, it's it's a it's a non-roaring species. So unfortunately, your your, view, your listening audience will be here. Ah, ah, ah. 
No. Next time, bring animals. Right, right. Um, tell us what's going on at the zoo. Oh, uh, well, we're you know, gearing up for summer. As you mentioned, the opening of Africa Rocks, which yeah. it is quite literally the largest exhibit we've ever opened in the history of the zoo, uh, both financially and size. So over eight acres in size and $68 wow. million, dollars, all paid for by donations. And you've been working on it for two years. Yes, and planning stages for about two years prior to the two years of construction. What's special about it? Well, you know, when you think Africa, you think giraffes, zebra, lions, rhinos. We have that. Our safari park, our sister facility to the north here in Escondido, it is like going on safari to Africa. But Africa as a continent is so much more. And this will be an opportunity for our guests to experience six different habitats of Africa that you may or may not have even realized, such as a dry forest or highlands. You know, there are some true mm-hmm. highlands in Ethiopia that get very cold. Um, you know, you go all the way through then the rainforest as well. And then, of course, the island of Madagascar with diversity that is mind-blowing for anybody who studied biology. Uh, and then we end at southern Africa um, where, of course, there are penguins. And a lot of people don't realize there That's are right. warm-weather penguins in southern portions of Africa. It's fascinating. So in terms of acquiring the animals for this, what's that process like for these particular animals? Well, a lot of the animals we've already had, our facilities, we breed a wide variety of animal species for conservation purposes, and zoos work together too. So one zoo might be specializing in penguins. We haven't had penguins in over 35 years. Uh, So we've worked with other zoos here in the United States that have penguin colonies, successful breeding colonies, and we've kind of created our own colony from those offspring that will live now at the San Diego Zoo. I love a zoo. I love a good zoo, a great zoo. I, this, mean, what, I will tell you, this is a great zoo. I've been to the San Diego Zoo. It's really one of the best. What do you have to do, though, to kind of... Do you have to kind of keep it fresh a little bit, though, for, for individuals who are looking for... I don't know. I don't know. Do you have to really change the model, I guess well, is what I, I'm asking. It's, it's not so much that we have to change the model. It is that we are always... Our organization, our organization I've been with for 16 years, started off as a part-time wow. keeper and worked my way up. Uh, I can tell you the culture of the San Diego Zoo is to always do better. And better for our guests, better for the animals, better for conservation. So the evolution of changing and upgrading things is part of that process of always trying to be a better organization in general as we realize better animal care practices, better opportunities for our guest experiences. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it kind of naturally occurs. That said, the San Diego Zoo is 100 years old. Yeah. So you do also have maintenance upkeep. So once a building hits, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, might be time to upgrade it and redo it. So we have that process too as, as we start to upgrade and renovate things over the last few uh, decades. It's just because also age is a factor, too, for the, the buildings. Right. What are the animals you're most excited about with this new uh, Africa Rocks? Well, for me, I th- I'd have to say a lot of the Madagascar species. Yeah. Most of them are so... Um, so unique and not well known. Some of them are still being discovered, you know, within the last like few what? decades. Oh, different lemur species are so type so of you've primates. Got, so you've got lemurs. We are going to have lemurs and another one. Which are endangered, right? Yes. So Almost I, everything in Madagascar. When I was in uh, uh, Necker Island, uh, Richard Branson's island in the, in the yeah. British Virgin Islands, he's, well, he's actually raising, zoo. he's got yeah. a little small zoo, he's raising yes. lemurs because the uh, environment apparently is quite similar. It's a similar have, environment yeah. and a lot of people do believe that if you create sort of a, a safe population, not where the only ecosystem is that should something happen to that ecosystem or that population you have that safe population somewhere else kind of the same concept of zoos a lot of our breeding programs were started by the idea that if an animal is only found in one spot of the world and something tragic happens to that spot you've lost the species altogether so branson's idea is is right in line with what a lot of zoos do they're loud they are very loud they're little they're not much some not much bigger than a house cat but the noise they make is like unsettling yeah (laughs) it's crazy they start they start like they all get together and start making noise at the same time yes and just drown out everything around them yeah it's pretty impressive pretty impressive um 
What important environmental issues are you guys working into the zoo? Oh, my gosh. How much time do we have? A lot, right? <laughs> Four minutes <laughs> right. for this show right now. Um, so the San Diego, San Diego Zoo Global is a nonprofit that runs the San Diego Zoo and our safari park to the north. We also then have our Institute for Conservation Research, which has over, I believe, 140 projects going around about 80 different countries right now. That's great. Uh, all either specifically directly tied to animal work or with community conservation work, supporting communities in their environment that are doing that conservation. You have like a dream job, do you not? Oh, I do. I love it. Absolutely love it. Rick Schwartz, uh, thanks cool. for coming by. We appreciate hey, thanks it. for having Rick me. Schwartz, appreciate it, guys. ambassador for the San Diego Zoo. We're talking about Africa Rocks. Yeah, good luck with it. All right, thanks so much, guys. All right, we get a check on your top business stories in just a moment. Also, look at trading. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's go to Nathan Hager right now. He's in our nation's capital in our 991 studios to look at world and national news headlines. All right, thanks, Corey. President Trump had said some good could come out of yesterday's shooting of House Majority Whip Steve Scalise. Steve, in his own way, may have brought some unity to our long-divided country. But the calls to tamp down partisan rhetoric in Washington may be short-lived after one Republican congressman blamed the left for inciting violence. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi responded, how dare they? And President Trump is tweeting this afternoon about the widening Russian election meddling probe, calling Hillary Clinton crooked and saying her dealings with the Russians should be investigated. Former White House ethics lawyer Richard Painter tells Bloomberg Radio, though, that special counsel Robert Mueller has a point in looking into possible obstruction of justice. The uh, president, uh, in his statements to the Russian ambassador, the news media, you know, adding it all up, it's very uh, clear that he um, certainly was very, very concerned about the Russian investigation when he fired James Comey. The House Intelligence Committee says former Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson will testify in its Russia investigation this coming Wednesday. Ranking Democrat Adam Schiff says they want to hear his concerns about Russian hacking before the election. Tomorrow, President Trump heads to Miami to make an announcement on U.S.-Cuba policy. It's expected to include a ban on Americans and U.S. companies doing business with the Cuban military. Bloomberg's obtained a congressional summary of the policy, rolling back the Obama administration's thaw in relations with the island. And once again, checking the leaderboard at the U.S. Open after round one, Ricky Fowler remains on top, seven under 65. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries.